It's easier to get appointed by sucking up to someone powerful than it is to get elected by hundreds of thousands of voters. Let's be honest about that. Being appointed is not real power. Being elected is. If Asian Americans want to be respected and protected, we need to elect more Asian Americans elected to local, state, and federal offices. Welcome to the Ronin Project Podcast, a show about Asian Americans in politics rocking the boat, breaking the rules, and taking on the big fights. I'm your host, Bill Wong. Buckle up, it's time for Ronin's to Roll program. Hello, Ronin Nation. Welcome back to the Ronin Project Podcast. Today, we're going to change it up a bit. There's no special guest. You're just stuck with me for the next 20 minutes or so. As some of you already know, I just finished writing a book about politics from an Asian American perspective. When most people think about politics, they don't envision Asians. And when most people think about Asians, they don't think about politics. So this is basically my Frankenstein story of politics meets Asians. It sounds freakish at first, but considering the times we're in where Asians are getting beat up because of racist political rhetoric for right-wing candidates and states all around the country are proposing unconstitutional restrictions on Asian Americans, I guess this book comes at a time when our community needs it the most. The title of the book is Better to Win. It comes from a conversation I had with one of my mentors, Jadine Chen Nielsen, the former deputy mayor of Los Angeles, who once told me, if you're going to pick a side, it's better to win. For most of my 30-year professional career, I felt like Asian Americans have been on the sidelines too long. We wait for others to take the lead or go out of our way to avoid messy political fights. Well, Ronin Nation, it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the game. Better to Win offers readers a unique and proven perspective on the craft and power of politics. It examines the mindset and machinery involved in the use of power and the sacrifices necessary to affect meaningful change for those who don't yet have a voice in the halls of power. Now, spoiler alert, this book is not about climbing the political career ladder or pandering to people in positions of power. If you're one of those finely manicured AAPI candidates with a perfect resume and a trifecta of Ivy League degrees, this book is not for you. If you're addicted to being power adjacent, this book is also not for you. This book is basically for street fighters, rule breakers, and boat rockers. I've spent decades as a strategist to a bevy of iconic California politicians and getting into messy political fights. I'll be providing candid and occasionally Machiavellian advice in Better to Win to those who aspire not only to fight for justice, but to win those fights. It was an improbable path for an immigrant from China like me who came with his family across an ocean with next to nothing. My father started as a cook and my mother as a waitress. As an infant, I was often strapped to her back as she took orders and delivered dishes to customers. Eventually, they owned a small restaurant that struggled to make ends meet in a small rural town. Somehow, they endured and made enough to put a roof over our heads and send me and my siblings to college. I didn't come from wealth or influence. I didn't even speak English when I arrived, and I didn't attend an Ivy League school or earn any advanced degrees. I only attended public schools and a public university. Yet, in the course of my career, I would be working to pass laws and budgets that would impact hundreds of thousands of Californians and have opportunities to meet U.S. presidents, U.S. senators, members of the U.S. Congress, state constitutional officers, state Supreme Court justices, legislative leaders, billionaires, and civil rights legends. Over the last three decades, I had the honor of working for intrepid public servants who went on to become iconic political leaders. Some of these include California State Senator Hilda Sleese, who went on to serve in Congress and be appointed as U.S. Labor Secretary and President Obama, and who's currently a county supervisor for the County of Los Angeles. State Assemblymember Mike Honda, who also went on to serve in Congress, 
State Assemblymember Judy Chu, who went on to become the first Chinese-American elected to Congress and serve as the chair of the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus. And Assemblymember Anthony Rendon, who went on to become the longest-serving Speaker of the State Assembly since Speaker Willie L. Brown. Better to Win shares impactful skills and strategies that I've acquired after all these years and experiences. Here's what's going to be in the table of contents. Part one is about leadership. Chapter one is about character. What are the qualities of an individual who aspires to be a leader? Chapter two discusses vision. What does a leader need to look for in order to become successful and to overcome many of the challenges that they will face in doing this type of work? In part two, it speaks exclusively about Judy Chu's experience. And it's about taking a seat at the table, why it's important for Asian Americans to have representation in the halls of power. Chapter three talks about her 2001 assembly campaign where she faced tremendous odds and made a comeback after two really devastating losses for state assembly prior to this race. Chapter four covers Judy's 2006 Board of Equalization campaign. Again, she faced tremendous odds, came from behind and won the seat. Chapter five covers Judy Chu's 2009 congressional campaign where she also came in as an underdog to become the first Chinese-American woman elected to the United States Congress. In part three, we talk about how Asian-Americans can define themselves and determine their own destiny in the world of politics. This section is called the margin of victory. Chapter six of part three covers the Asian-American Small Business Pact, one of the first political action committees created by Asian-Americans for Asian-Americans involved in independent expenditures to support Asian-American candidates and utilizing Asian-American political consultants. Chapter seven covers what organized labor did in 2010 to help elect Jerry Brown, governor of California for the second time. It involved using innovative tactics that had never been used before in order to motivate Asian American voters to support Jerry Brown for governor. Chapter eight covers California's effort to ban shark fin and the racial and ethnic ramifications that that legislation had on the Asian American community. Chapter nine covers Sonia Chang-Diaz and the challenges we have to get Asian Americans to the next level in the world of politics. And lastly, chapter 10 covers everyone was Kung flu fighting. Basically the aftermath of all of the COVID-19 racist rhetoric that had occurred against Asian Americans and how Asian Americans rallied in 2022 to fight back and take seats and gain their own political voice and their own political power in response to being scapegoated by politicians. The book also includes appendices with historical information about Asian Americans in the political world. In appendices one, there are key takeaways and campaign competencies that are covered by the book. Appendices two includes a historical timeline of all of the AAPI state and federal officials elected in California. Appendices three has a list of progressive AAPI political empowerment organizations. Appendices four has recommended additional reading and appendices five is a list of landmark AAPI civil rights cases. The hope of this book is to provide practical advice and inspiration to those who care to take on fights for justice and seek to build a kinder and more responsible civilization. The book offers an alternative approach to community impact for change agents who are disillusioned by the current state of superficial social media activism, virtue signaling, political dogmatism, and performative advocacy. In short, this book seeks to impart the skills and strategies that can help change the world in a positive way, but also to awaken the indomitable fighting spirit and stoic leadership that lies buried in the hearts of its readers. This book also unapologetically curates 
stories of Asian Americans in the world of politics, the campaigns they fought in, and the political victories they won. AAPIs need to know that we played and continue to play an important role at the table where decisions are made. These stories are meant to be a rebuke of the narrative of AAPIs as impotent and passive model minorities that mainstream journalists and entertainment media often fetishize, and that many AAPIs still adopt as an acceptable depiction of their identity in America. When I started my career in politics in 1987, there were only a handful of AAPIs in professional leadership roles, and no AAPIs were serving in the California State Legislature. In fact, no AAPIs served in the California State Legislature from 1980 to 1992. As of June 2022, a historic number of AAPIs are employed in senior staff roles and hold local, state, and federal elected offices all across the nation. While some of these gains are partially a function of population growth, it's one of the objectives of this book to acknowledge that APIs had the courage to run for office and to recognize the individuals and organizations that played an active and indispensable role in electing, appointing, and employing APIs in positions of power. If nothing else, I want the AAPI readers of this book to embrace the conviction that AAPIs are responsible for their own empowerment and representation. The takeaway lesson is this. A seat at the table is not given. It is taken. So take it. This book is about how to do it. This book is also meant to be a jumping off point for a conversation that has been long overdue in the Asian American community. Specifically, it's real talk about the allure and addiction to status over power. We need to be honest with ourselves that the fear of losing status has prevented us from getting into the fights that would give us real power. It's easier to get appointed by sucking up to someone powerful than it is to get elected by hundreds of thousands of voters. Let's be honest about that. Being appointed is not real power. Being elected is. If Asian Americans want to be respected and protected, we need to elect more Asian Americans elected to local, state, and federal offices. That means we need more Asian Americans to volunteer on political campaigns, to walk precincts, and to call or text voters. More importantly, Asian Americans need to direct a decent portion of the trillions of dollars in consumer spending capacity that we have to support Asian American candidates. It doesn't take a lot of money to make the difference for a candidate. Donations as low as $50 can have a huge impact if they're made early. The women's political movement established EMILY's List to aggregate the political impact of millions of small dollar donations from women to help support pro-choice women candidates. EMILY's List was not named after a person. It's an acronym for early money is like yeast. Let me say it again. Early money is like yeast. Do you know why early money is like yeast? Because it makes dough rise. From 1985 through 2008, Emily's List raised and spent $240 million for political candidates. Emily's List spent $27.4 million in 2010, $34 million in 2012, and $44.9 million in 2014. The organization was on track to raise $60 million for the 2016 election cycle, much of that earmarked for Hillary Clinton, whose presidential bid Emily's List had endorsed. From 2019 to 2020, Emily's List raised and spent approximately $80 million. Emily's List is made up of over 5 million candidates, campaign experts, and donors. Since 1985, Emily's List has raised over $850 million. It may take us some time to build what Emily's List built, but it clearly can be done. Asian Americans who donate early to Asian American candidates give them a boost when campaign money is the most difficult to raise. If an Asian American candidate can show that they have the monetary support of the community, the political establishment will be more open to supporting that candidate. After all, 
If you can't even get your own people to support you, why should anyone else support you? All too often, I speak to Asian American candidates who are so dejected by the lack of support from their own people. If these candidates get lucky enough to win a seat at the table, they don't really have a good reason to fight for the community that didn't show up for them when they were running. However, it's more likely these candidates lose because they lack support. And because they lose, Asian American donors are less likely to invest in Asian American candidates because they don't want to be seen backing a loser. It's a chicken and egg situation. But think about how that makes us look to the outside world. What does that say about us? It says we only participate when winning is assured, even if it means giving up on ourselves. There was a great show on HBO a while back called The Newsroom. There was an episode where the lead anchor, Will McVoy, played by Jeff Daniels, was having a crisis of faith following an embarrassing career-threatening scandal precipitated by a brutal New York Magazine article titled The Greater Fool, The Arrogance and Failure of Will McAvoy. In Will's Moment of Doubt, the show's whip-smart financial correspondent, Sloane Sabbath, played by AAPI actress Olivia Munn, tells McAvoy what the term The Greater Fool really means. Here's the audio clip from the HBO Newsroom episode 10 of season one, The Greater Fool. The greater fool is actually an economic term. It's a patsy. Thanks for that. For the rest of us to profit, we need a greater fool. Someone who will buy long and sell short. Most people spend their lives trying not to be the greater fool. We toss him the hot potato. We die for his seat when the music stops. The greater fool is someone with the perfect blend of self-delusion and ego to think that he can succeed where others have failed. This whole country was made by greater fools. Let me repeat this for the audience in the back. America was made by greater fools. If Asian Americans want to be more relevant in America, then more of us need to be okay with being the greater fools in our community. Well, Rona Nation, that's it for today's show. Links to purchasing Better to Win are in today's show notes. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next time. If you are inspired by the exploits of the amazing Asian American badasses on the Ronin Project podcast and want to find out how you can learn more about politics or help Asian American candidates, click on the link in the show notes to join the Ronin Nation's national progressive movement to inspire, organize, and empower Asian Americans. Until next time, Ronin's Roll Program. <laughs>